0: The official podcast from Chrome Unboxed, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined by Robbie Payne. What's up? and we are happy to have Gabriel Bringers back. I am back in back. at least 97%. 97.5%. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm feeling uh-uh.
1: much better than I have been for the last
2: week.
0: Yeah, A little uh allergies or something, I don't know. Yeah, we was all something. we all kind of like had a little around, funk
2: <laughs> which doesn't sound like allergies, it sounds like a cold or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It is like w- where we live in Kentucky, uh, allergies are are really bad this time of year, uh, especially like all of the pollens and tree pollens and stuff like my, I have multiple trees in my backyard and kind of in my neighbor's yard in my, my vehicle, like my truck will have little green dust all over it. Oh yeah. And yeah I'm like, oh, I remember It was probably
1: 2011 or 12 where we had that horrible, horrible outbreak. And like, Black cars literally looked yellow. Oh, yeah. I mean, people yeah. were going around oh. writing their names and people's Oh cars. yeah, it, was, it yeah. was. it's not that bad this no, year, but it's, it's, it's visibly bad this year.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. So, anywho, Gabe's back. We're, we're glad to have him back. And um, yeah, we're gonna dig into. We've kind of just have uh, we have some random stuff today. Uh, there's there's maybe a little trend here. We're going to talk some hardware stuff for sure. So that's always fun. Uh, But before we dig into that, I want to mention our on the run to 200k giveaway uh, powered by MediaTek. Huge shout out to them for making this giveaway possible. And uh, we're giving away a ton of awesome prizes all powered by MediaTek and our first uh, our first drawing. uh, We're doing a random prize uh, for our first uh, or all of the drawings leading up to the grand prize. And we're hopefully going to hit that. I mean, maybe by the end of the day. Hopefully. YouTube doesn't look we're, like it's updating. I don't know what's going on. It's we're, stuck. We're really ready to use the Plinko board. Yeah, we bought a Plinko board uh, that, just random side note, I ordered it from Target, bought it new, just ordered it on Target. This thing showed up yesterday. <laughs> I almost took some pictures because it was so bad. Super used. Like, the the whole box was open. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 100%, like, 100%, 100% uh, this was a yard sale one situation. Ho- one
0: whole side of the box wasn't even... Like, I pulled it out and everything fell out. The only thing holding it together was, like, some tape down the sides Target. bought of it Target? From Target? Yeah, Target.com. Yeah, delivered. Yeah.
2: So, did they do third-party sellers?
0: Probably. Yeah,
1: I don't think I so. Don't, I don't know.
2: It was, was...
0: Repackaged, maybe? It was bad. Yeah. But it the, was a
2: return that should have made it to overstock or, yeah, like the, know, little, the the TJ the, Maxx or something.
0: The screws that hold it together on the back, little wing nuts, were in a, like, a Ziploc bag. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: So beware if you're yep. gonna order stuff that from was, Target. Oh, wow. That
2: was 100% a sandwich bag.
0: Yeah, Those that was uh, it was a Ziploc, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And like, you could see where it had been put together already, like yep. the, the little whatever. But it's it's fine for what we need. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have some fun with that. We're gonna do. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do it live or or we might just do like a little uh, recorded video that that we kind of I don't know I have a couple ideas so I'm not gonna tease anything because I'm not sure exactly yep. what I want to do but uh, we've got a couple ideas we're gonna we're gonna put out some sort of video maybe live maybe pre recorded and uh, drop in the the Plinko and let it do its thing. See what the first prize is. And, uh, so yeah, it could be, could be, uh, could be a Chromebook, it could be a smartwatch. it could be some home, smart home stuff, so, uh, lots of great prizes, so definitely make sure to go get entered to win. We'll link Th- it.
1: This is not a criticism, it is just an observation. I just now realized that the
0: camera's are not in here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... Not on film today, no boys. Fi- no film Aww. today. We put, we did the test recording and gave that to the patrons, and, uh... And we need to replace the TV and put up some shelves and get some decorations and other little things before we before we make the official launch. But the setup up. is good. Setup is good. Yeah, we've had some hardware in the office, so we've been making videos. Yeah. So it's hard to, yep. yeah. But uh, I was actually, I was planning on getting it all done yesterday. I can't remember what came up yesterday. Oh, I just didn't you feel good. Sick. Yeah, I had to go to the house. Whatever Gabe gave me. It's Gabe's fault. G- you all Gabe's were sick fault. first. It is Gabe's fault that you we are were not doing fir- video today. No, you all were <laughs> sick first. Then I got sick.
1: Then you got sick again.
0: But uh, I did go home, take some meds, and uh, rested for a little bit and came back. And we were able to get the A-roll done for a review that's going to be coming out soon yes. uh, that we are particularly psyched out of our minds about. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a cool Chromebook. Uh, so the CX-5. Um, what's its official name? Is it just the Chromebook? Is it is it, the CX-5. Does it have Flip in there somewhere? That it's got <laughs> uh, uh, Flip C536
2: is like the model name of it, uh, which yeah. you know kind of makes sense. You had the 436. Yeah. It's a 14-inch device. Uh, Asus tends to do that. Uh, they are ones that have a 3 in the beginning are usually 13-inch mm-hmm. devices, so uh, it kind of follows suit that way. But honestly... I wouldn't I wouldn't put this anywhere near the 436 from a branding standpoint nah. like it's it's a big departure in all the right ways. Um so I think CX5 is a smart a smart way to yeah. to brand this cuz I got the CMs we're going to talk about those in a bit yeah. but CMs is the the smaller little guys uh flippables, detachables, you got CX, you got CM5 that's a uh, AMD device. Uh, you got CX9 that's going to be another Intel. So it's like cool, you know, I, there's no real rhyme or reason to the M or the X in the middle, um, or the numbers necessarily. Yeah, um, yeah. no, no, seems that like is weird. Higher, like, higher number is faster. Yeah, because like Better.
1: the CM threes, I could see them being because they're MediaTek. But then the AMD is CM also. So right. yeah, who knows? M is
2: not Intel. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's all it CX, X. XE graphics, XE yeah. graphics belong to Intel. There, there you go. I'm sure that's what it that is. That is exactly
0: the logic, seven, I'm sure. Seven, seven they degrees use. of <laughs> Intel I'm sure that's, processors. that's the exact reasoning they used. Yeah, Chromebook names are always just kind of random. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, like is what Acer's is. getting better.
2: Acer's getting, like, I can kind of tell from the name of a Chromebook now what to expect. So, like, a 300 series is a low-end, a 500 series is a mid-range, a 700 series is a high-end Chromebook. Yeah. And then the two numbers after that number are denote the screen class size. So Don't worry, when their Tiger Lake comes out, they'll mess it back up. Probably. Spin 713, for instance. Yeah. That's, that's a high-end 13-inch Chromebook. Exactly. So, we just got the, like, production model model. Spend 714 or 514 i'm sorry in and it's more of a mid-range um which honestly AMD likes, right yeah, yeah spec wise maybe because it's got those amd processors and it. it's you know m- yeah. a little bit more mid-range um but you know it's a 14 inch screen so it, it lines up ish
0: yeah yeah At, <laughs> if you want to buy this chromebook just go go search for the cx5 i'm yeah, sure CX-5 you'll find is it. what you're gonna that's find. probably the 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 most I think that's what they're running with for the branding, which which I, sure. I, I, I Actually, like. Best Buy, I don't think. Does I don't think, I, Just, just like go way. to bestbuy.com. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. And put
1: Asus Chromebook and look for the 15 Because it's the only 15.6-inch Asus has ever made anyway, so it shouldn't be too hard to find.
0: Yeah. But uh, this is, that's I That's mean, not going to work. So, so this, was, uh, this was a device that was launched uh, with these others that we've mentioned uh, at uh, the virtual CES, and when this particular device uh, was announced, uh, Robbie's eyes you know, lit up a little bit. I think this was a device that, that you were excited about for a couple reasons. Uh, I was. I mean, you know,
2: the mainly the Tiger Lake stuff, like that was exciting, but like the black-on-white color scheme is really cool-looking. Uh, you know, the I was excited – honestly and I talked about this before like when we got it in like when I saw it and thought hey this is a, a it's going to be a powerful device um convertible usi the black and white's cool like this is going to be a great device for my wife she likes 15.6 inch chromebooks um and so I was excited for it for that reason um and, and I don't know it just it's just a departure so you had the um the C302 was like a beloved chromebook and, and then they came out with the 434 which we felt was an upgrade to the 302 in most ways um, I, I don't know that it was aesthetically as pleasing the 302 just looked really awesome I, I love the 302 um, yeah. I wish they would have just stuck with that and like you know minimize the bezels and put a better screen in
0: it was the, was the 302 what we took <clears throat> to Vegas that yeah. one time first, yeah. first year I remember that
2: um, very MacBook looking mm-hmm. honestly uh, kind of unapologetically and it, it was a it was a good looking device a lot of people love that device Um Four thirty four was good, but it was a different departure and it felt like the four thirty six and the four thirty three and the four twenty five are all takes on that same formula. And it just I don't know, it kinda devolved. I think the four thirty four was a good Chromebook, but it was always a little too expensive and never had it wasn't fully spec'd kind of the way that we would want to see. And I don't know. Uh seeing them kind of just move away from that and and go in just a totally different direction. Uh I, I I really liked that at the beginning when we saw that. And Excuse me. And so, seeing the CX5 and the CM5, which are basically the same Chromebook with different processors, and then the CX9, obviously those the three of those devices got me pretty excited at CES uh, yeah. when they debuted. And mainly, it was the idea of what Tiger Lake might be um, at that point. And now that we have it, it's the knowledge of what Tiger Lake is going to be. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like <clears throat> I even allude to this in the review. At the end of the day, like the, probably the biggest thing about this Chromebook that I'm excited about most is the performance. Like, yeah, and and that's maybe not fair to this Chromebook because I I'm less excited about that particular Chromebook as much as I am just about Tiger Lake Intel Chromebooks because uh, there's going to be a bunch of them. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, I know Gabe's been eyeing the CX9, and once the i7 and all this stuff, yeah. like we don't even, we don't even <laughs> it's know. It's gonna be a beast. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, I I thought we had some sort of idea on, on how what the performance bump would be, but when we started yeah. running benchmarks on the dual core i3 that's in the CX5, we were just shocked. Cause we're what,
1: probably eighteen to twenty percent maybe boost over the com- the Comet Lake.
2: Um, I, we need to run an i three. We're in. I don't know. We're, in a, we're in a. quick octane over that. So no, only has four gigs of RAM. Um, <clears throat> I would bet because I bet that you get like high thirties. I think as yeah. What. I
1: think this one's yeah. like thirty seven, thirty. So I
2: mean, you know, you're talking more like a 60, 70% 70 percent boost. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big because it's twenty. It's, you're going to be fifty-eight uh, roughly, is what the the CX five is getting.
1: Yeah, which our expectation was, my expectation was was ten I, yeah. percent. I, my thought is, if the new i three dual core is ten percent better than the Comet Lake, then that yeah. will be a that will be a respectable increase because the i three the tenth gen i three is not a slouch. I mean, it's no, still
2: it's, it's fine. You
1: go buy the current HP X three sixty with that chip and eight gigs of RAM. Most users are never going to have an issue with. No,
2: it. yeah, and so it's not like, oh, finally we have chips that work well. Like, no, that, that's no, not it. it's Not that at all. It's just you. Ex- you expect like it feels like with 10th gen chips, we got to the point where we had enough performance that you know, like the next chip that comes out, we're not going to go. It's not going to go bonkers. It's going to be incremental from this point on. Like it's, it can't get that much faster, that much sooner, um, and and instead, it's just gone. Ballistic. uh,
0: Almost off the charts. Right, but adding to that. (laughs) Yeah, so like
2: a speedometer doesn't have a thing on their little graphic display to show the score. This like 165. You know, everything else we see gets, you know, 105 or whatever.
1: Yeah, but on top of that, if Jasper Lake has these sort of performance gains that we're seeing in the core chips. That would be amazing. They may, they may not. I, I don't know. We may have to wait for Alder Lake for that, but if Jasper Lake has anywhere near that... Budget devices and EDU devices are for the first time going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. Oh so, yeah. yeah so. so for those listening, oh, who, 39 okay. 39.
2: Very. I mean, it's a, that's a great score. Yeah. Thirty nine yeah, thousand on Octane on the Lenovo uh, Flex Five. So that's a tenth gen Core i or Core i three processor. But you're almost getting twenty thousand more points. You're almost getting a whole Acer um, Spin Five thirteen more. <laughs> Basically, is what you're getting. Uh, That's that's bonkers. You you know, and so if we do round numbers, that's 40,000. We're getting close to 60,000 on the i3. There's your 50% bump, basically. I mean, that's a huge, huge step in a single generation. It's wild to see the lowest end of the core processors demolishing the, because it's not like we go from 39,000 to 50,000 on an i7 if i ran that same test on this core i7 10th gen that's sitting in front of me in the hp right now i think what were we getting 46 yeah, 47 See yeah. So you go up a respectable seven eight thousand points in a benchmark <clears throat> that's, yeah, that's cool. pretty good yeah uh, but yeah but then go another double that you know yeah and then the you current get to the core i7
1: still does not touch this dual core core no. i3 so i can't not wait
2: from, not from a sheer perspective <laughs> yeah, the i7
1: might be overkill because mm. what we've seen with most the current generation and last generation of intel is the i5 to i7 in chrome os anyway there's just not that much of a difference so i'm thinking the i5 with 16 gigs of ram is probably going to be about as beast as you can get
2: yeah it's going to be amazing because so you're did adding that, what two more that, cores and Yeah,
1: what did that get a uh, speedometer the the HP? asus
2: of oh, the asus uh, 165 yeah. very consistently Crazy.
1: blew it and just <laughs> broke the needle yeah, yeah there's yeah, no needle the on the animation that well, i'm running shows the, the flex score. now we'll get back to it because i'm going to say 105
2: probably is What 111 yeah, well, 113 maybe. respectable flex I'm, is over there flexing bad. with four gigs of ram yeah it's a canary life it's 113 <laughs> but still again you're <laughs> yeah. talking almost a 50 percent bump from that uh year over year so i i it's kind of insane, and so I don't want to. We, we can sit here and talk about the excitement of Tiger Lake stuff because that takes that takes the the um, focus off of this Chromebook. I feel like when we start talking about this, because I mean, what are there fifteen or twenty Voltier devices coming? So, I mean, th- and we yeah, just, we just found a couple more. A couple of this yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are sitting here. And there found are a couple bunch of are. Tiger Lake what devices mean? coming. Just so th- the the issue I think becomes at this point. For buyers, it gets real tough. Like, if you are like, I need a Chromebook right now. CX five is awesome. Yeah, like I I really like it, and my review is glowing. Um, This isn't. I am not saying something here and then going to say something bad in the review. Um, It's it's glowing. Um, My hope is just going to be other stuff too. Yeah, I mean, they will make a true competitor
1: for like the the HP X three hundred and sixty because the CX nine I think is just going to be i five i seven. I think. So if the CX-5 15-inch is, th- what, $569? Make a 14-inch model, put a better screen in it, and then keep everything else exactly the same and make yep. it $569, that thing will kill. They will. Best Buy won't be able to keep them in stock.
2: Uh, we, we found uh, another board that looks like it's going to be Asus um, Voltier. So that would mean another Tiger Lake Asus Chromebook, and there's no... There's no reason to think they're going to do another 15-inch device, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to think that they're going to do something that directly competes with the CX-9. What they're missing right now in their lineup is a true follow-up to the 436 and the 434, that 13 to 14-inch range. So maybe uh, maybe we'll get uh, a, a true uh, successor to the 436 that kind of hopefully takes a bunch from uh, the, what the CX-9 looks to be because the, there's a Windows version of last year's whatever they call their version of that Chromebook. Um, and, and it's it gets rated very, very well. Uh, so there, there's a good reason to think the hardware on the CX-9 is going to be pretty awesome. Um, but it's not going to be convertible. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be super light, thin. and like It's just a different take. It's not the convertible thing that Asus has been doing. It's not a flip. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get a true follow-up. And, and like Gabe said, you know, you don't have to do much different. You know, take your cues from what you've done in the CX-5 because keyboard, awesome, backlit, very clicky number pad on the side, um, uh, build quality for a Chromebook that's half plastic. It does not behave like a half plastic Chromebook. The chassis, super firm, the outside of it, when you hold it, that it's hard to tell at first, other than you can tell the lid's cool and the bottom's not quite cool from a touch perspective, though, they feel the exact same. It's rigid. Um, the all white look is awesome um you know so the in the port selections and nice. I should get HDMI port uh they just take I said this in the review too they take good advantage of the extra space in the chassis so they Let's fit in an HDMI port. Cool. Let's fit in a number pad. Cool. Let's fit in a nice, really wide trackpad. Cool. Let's make sure that the palm rests are this nice obsidian velvet, you know, whatever. (laughs) Which is funny. It's plastic. It's soft touch, but it does feel great. No, 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 no. no. No, It's obsidian Obsidian velvet. velvet. That's what it is. Uh, But again, they took (laughs) advantage of those things. You know, they got fans in there, so they're not worried about throttling. Um, uh, Battery is big enough to deal with the screen and the size of this machine. Like, all that stuff checks the boxes and then you got the speakers the first time I fired the speakers up I mean honestly kind of Sat back and was like, "Holy!" Which is crap. crazy
1: because before ours came in, someone I think it was on Best Buy had posted a review and oh, said they did that say they were that the speakers were terrible, garbage. Didn't they? Uh, are like, see
2: if it's still, still here if anybody's replied. May,
1: it. And and it possibly he had a bad a bad device. Uh, the three O two had a habit of blowing speakers. Maybe he had a Maybe. busted speaker, but these it's, speakers sound it's not even awesome. like oh these speakers are good. They're really good. Yeah, they're they're, really
2: they're good. Pixelbook Go League. Uh, Speakers—they're just full and round and loud, and I mean, they're, they're, just, they're great speakers. So, did they brand theirs? They're so, yeah, got two they? five-star reviews and one one-star review. Jeez, uh, oh, defective touchpad—that's not good.
1: Now my touchpad was that—that's—that's that's yeah. possible.
2: And because ours had, you know, the the one that was a little bit elevated, I opened it up and fixed it. Um, but I, you shouldn't have to do that. Let's see. Here we go. It did, this review. This is like the day it came out. This Chromebook does not come with Stadia pre-installed. It's a web app. That's why they gave it. That's why they gave it. The so-called Harman Kardon sound is worse than a Bluetooth speaker from Dollar General. (laughs) Stop buying your Bluetooth speaker. So he lives on this side of the Mississippi. You know that. (laughs) Um, Geeks squad would not help. Plural. With what? What did you want help with? With their Bluetooth speaker from from, uh, Dollar General. Battery life is worse than 12 hours. Try six at best. Try six, Best Buy. Try six. six. No, it was like 10, 11. What was he doing? Do not buy worst, quote, premium Chromebook you can buy. Well,
1: so speakers and Stadia not premium. My guess is he had the brightness cranked all the way up and probably played
2: Stadia nonstop for six hours. And that that probably killed the battery. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, the only knock I've got against this thing is the screen. Yeah. Um it looks good. It's got great viewing angles. It's just not bright enough. Um you know, like if in here where we're at right now uh without a ton of direct sunlight like flooding in through the window, it's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. It's fine on camera. It's fine in a lot of environments. It's going to be fine in the house. I bought it for my wife. She's going to use it, love it, and never think twice about it. Uh but at my desk when the sun starts coming in in the afternoon, it was just I don't know. I I didn't want to do anything on the screen because it's just not quite bright enough. Like 250 nits is aggravatingly dim. Uh, It's not so dim that it's a deal breaker. It's just dim enough that you're like, all you had to do is give me like 50% more or not 50%, 50 more nits, 75 more nits. That's that's it. Just a little more LED energy back there. And sometimes I'm just like, it, it feels like you should be able to tweak that. Like, hey, I want to go in extra bright mode. They're LEDs. You should just be able to crank them up some more. Yeah. Like, I want to go to 150%. I know it's going to sure. kill my battery, but that's the choice I'm going to make here. But anyway, that's literally the only bad thing I've got to say about it. Other than that, it's, you it's do great.
1: Do like an EC override where you can oh, increase okay. the max brightness. Yeah, there crank go. The LEDs. it's all set on the, on the EC. Gabe, they, get yeah. to work.
2: Can you do that? <laughs> crush it crush uh, it af- out
1: after I have lunch I gotta, <laughs> after let's some, order some Jimmy some, John's let's
2: order some Jimmy John's so we can get Gabe fixing backlight yeah. on all Chromebooks how awesome would that
1: be that would be? be so cool how horrible
0: would Google hate us if we figured out how yeah. to do why that? did you tell mm. people
2: how to do this <laughs> it's so dumb you're burning well, screens well out well
0: because you're letting people put 250 net uh, yeah. panels yeah. And in and that's the thing.
2: in a $500 Chromebook stop it just stop it no more 250 net screens they're fine for three hundred dollar devices. When it hits five hundred bucks, three hundred nits is bottom line. Yeah, I mean period. Lenovo's new budget Lenovo Chromebook
1: 3 14 inch, the touch version has a three hundred nit screen in. It. Yeah, and I it's,
2: it's two hundred sixty nine dollars. Yeah, don't tell me that they're not you're not able to get it. And that's not yeah. a, what would you save ten dollars, yeah. five dollars per unit. Yeah, on that to do that, just don't yeah. don't do that because without that, had they not done that, I. I would tell people right now, for the money, best Chromebook you can buy right now. No question. You know, and now it's like, uh eh, there's a couple caveats. And there are always going to be some caveats, I know. But this one just got so yeah. much stuff right. It's so frustrating. But, again, it's not a... It's manageable. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah. It really isn't. Um, especially if you don't care. If you keep your screen brightness down most days on most devices, yeah. like, it's not going to bother you at all. But
0: Well, and I see this being a device that a lot of people might have... Um, I mean, this could 100% be like a work computer for a lot of people, but this could also be like a, a, around the house kind of device and in the evenings or something when the you know, the sun's down. This is going to be perfectly fine. If you're sitting in a dark room, you know, or a dim room, this this thing going to be just fine. So, uh, so yeah, stay tuned. We're we're going to film some uh, film some B roll and stuff today, and hopefully get that video out uh, early next week, probably. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that review. Let's talk about a couple other uh, of these ASUS devices that are heading this way soon they are uh they're up north right now so gabe you found the listing for the cm3 and 5
1: yeah we have a uh we have a a chromie up in canada he's a i think he's a network admin or an educator Uh, he emails me from time to time just about devices and stuff that he sees um i'm trying to remember what his name is talk i think it's i think it's t-a-k i think uh, yeah, anyway. yeah, he emailed me the other day that uh, one of the MediaTek Asus devices was available at CDW uh, Canada, which CDW is like a lot of those resellers. They'll list stuff, and then you go to it, and it says back ordered or it says call for availability or whatever, but it didn't. It said ships in three to six days, which they're usually spot on when they say that. Then he emailed me right after that, so they have the CX-5, the CM3 detachable, and the CM. 3200 flip so it's the 12 inch but it's kind of in in my opinion it's kind of the the successor to the c100 and c101 yeah Uh, but they are all one of them says three to six days the other one says in stock and available so you can buy it right now uh pricing's a little wonky uh, because you're converting canadian to u.s but i think he said the cx5 still works out to be about a hundred dollars more uh, U.S. If you buy it up there, but in all honesty, six hundred
0: dollars for that device still isn't bad, no. uh, in my yep.
1: opinion. But you know. yeah,
0: so the 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 CM3 was the is the detachable that yep. was uh, leaked. Well, not leaked, I guess uh, was available. Uh, we had we had a, a patron, correct? That was a patron uh, that that had that device in Japan. Robert, was that? It was it was in Japan, <sighs> right? Take hey, on, it. while' well, am I? am spacing on who it was. Steve. Peter? Steve. Steve L. Peter L. Steve L. Steven. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, it was a patron. I, I th- yeah. Oh yeah, because he was yeah, he messaged us in like the community feed on our on our Patreon. Yeah. So yes, that, that's that's yeah. where okay. Sorry, yeah.
2: I was like I'm trying to like trace my mind to back to the email. Yes, it yeah. was in it, it was in, w- in the Patreon feed. That's yeah, why I was. In like our community feed. Yes. So uh, that one's
0: already it's it, it was out and about over there and yeah, I, he, I can't like he, remember how he, he got one. it. He was it went to the store. Amazon yeah. or yeah. was it the store? Yeah,
2: he said it's in stores. Um because I remember him referencing unicorn farts. <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, Robbie didn't put in his
1: article though. Unicorn farts? Yeah, I should have. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally.
0: So the 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 detachable is is interesting to me. I just wish it. I wish it had one of the new media tech chips in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Uh, I mean, not that it's bad. It's just it, it's getting to the point with these this tablet and the Duet there. Their exterior hardware, their look, their design quality, all of that are a little bit ahead of their processing power. So I I saw somebody commented the other day, it was a Facebook community or something, and they said, don't buy the Duet, despite what Chromabox said a year ago, (laughs) which a year ago, I mean, we were extremely excited about that device, but there's a lot more stuff on the horizon, and it's just, it's not a super performer. I mean no. it's a dec- it's a great tablet but it's not something you're going to use as a power
0: user. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little tablet. I yeah. mean you, you do tablet stuff on it and have it around the house or have it in your backpack, you know. It's it's I don't really think that's your main work computer
1: for yeah. a lot of people. And here's be. our caveat: don't buy stuff because we said so. Do your own research too. <laughs> sure. We, let us be part of your research. How about that? You know? No, do
0: exactly what we yeah. say.
1: Because <laughs> if you were like us, you'd buy every Chromebook that came out. Yeah, exactly. You, wouldn't you don't have any money. Do so yeah. yeah let us. Get banned from Best Buy. <laughs>
0: and then and then the CM5 <laughs> is the is it is it it's the all black with the orange. No, no,
1: no. So the the, the CM5. I it's think it's, no, it's showing no back order. Oh, I'm yeah, w- sorry. You were talking about the other one. Yeah, so it's the CM3 detachable. and then the So it's the CM3000 technically, but it's the CM3 detachable Chromebook. Mm-hmm. The other one is the CM3 Flip okay, Chromebook. It, so got it got is it. a 12-inch convertible that looks and kind of feels a lot like the, the 10-inch C101 was. So,
0: so the, the quote-unquote gaming one, the all-black one with the orange... Uh, it's basically the CX-5 yeah. that we've talked about. Yeah. Change the color scheme a little
2: bit and uh, swap out the processor. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Looks really cool. It I looks mean, awesome. It, just, it reminds me of a Stadia controller. Yeah. The, found, Ooh, does, the yeah. Founders Edition one. Yeah, yeah. Which my wife swears is black.
2: No. it's eyes navy. shot. Yeah. No, it's navy and okay. orange. She goes,
1: <laughs> blue. I was like, yeah, it's blue. It's not black. It's midnight.
2: midnight. Midnight
1: blue. Oh, you're colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're colorblind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so we don't have any details on that one though, yeah, or any shipping on no, that one.
1: No, uh, no. The C- those three, the CX5, the CM, and both CM3s are available at CDW Canada. Yeah. So they're either in stock and available, or they're shipping within the next three to six days. Yeah. No news on the CM5. Where did we buy the CX5
0: that we reviewed? Best Buy. We got that one at Best yeah. Buy.
2: Yeah, it's the only place you can get it right now mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Yeah, the day it showed yeah. up because yeah, I knew yeah. I wanted it for Mother's Day. All right. Yeah. Clicked order on Best yeah. Buy and got it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there you have it. Some great Chromebooks from uh, from Asus.
2: Fun fact, as I was looking through these reviews uh, for the CX-5 on Best Buy, three of the four reviews mentioned Chrome Unboxed. Seriously? Yeah.
1: Which, <laughs> by the way, I have, I have put <laughs> our cool. name in the hat to be – somebody <laughs> mentioned this the other day, but Best Buy is doing the thing where they are working with influencers. I justine's on there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I've put our name in there to see if we can start – because, I mean, you know – If you're gonna put videos on Best Buy,
0: they should be from us. Yeah, for Chromebooks anyway. I mean. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break for an ad and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are going to dig into, like I said, we kind of have some random stuff today, Um, so the first thing here, let's talk through, well, I guess these kind of go together a little bit, but... Let's talk through the I.O. sessions that we've seen. Um, so I.O. this year is uh, free for anyone. Anyone can uh can can watch and enjoy the sessions. A lot of them are on demand, which is gonna be awesome for us. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in uh was that in the live stream last night? I can't remember. I think we were talking about it yeah, in the live stream. It was, yeah. yeah, it's like because normally, normally Shameless when these yes, plug. it was in the live plug. stream last night. <laughs> yes, our canary crew live stream last night. If you weren't there, snooze you lose. Um, yeah, so, That's so we, rude. we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about this last night, but it's like the those events normally when they're kind of like an all day thing, and we're tuning in, like we have them up on the TV, and we're trying to like catch stuff, but then it's like. Uh, it's hard to really stay focused on it and it takes up like the whole day yeah you're trying it's like to get work done and you're like yeah.
1: oh, I'm gonna sit here for four hours and not do anything when, when these and things then are miss yeah, everything exactly there's nothing to talk
0: about and then it's like when they're virtual like this though and having them on demand like I think that's really cool this is like kind of the first one that's first like event kind of that I think has had some on demand stuff like this. Yeah. Uh,
2: And my guess is because they have uh, opened it up and let anyone register to that has changed the dynamic a mm -hmm. bit. So even, even when they put the, like, I don't understand fully uh, the difference between before where we could watch all the sessions we didn't have to register. We didn't have to pay to be in, in the conference. You could watch the sessions. I guess you're missing out on some of the Q&A and some of the stuff. Yeah, they do like
1: round, or what do they call, fireside chats and stuff yeah, like that. They that put that a lot of those up in they sessions. They do. Too, that's true. But you but don't get
2: to participate yeah. in them. So I guess that's worth it. And Maybe there's workshops and stuff for the developers to do normally. Swag. Uh, <laughs> but since all of that's different this year and everybody can register. like You can go right now on IO's website yeah, we'll link and it. register. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> once you're registered, like, I'm just wondering if the the sessions are much larger now, and so it's like, well, instead mm-hmm. of forcing everyone into like, do I go to that one or do I go to that one? They can go ahead and record this stuff. They're not doing it live anyway. There's no there's no real gain in doing most of this stuff live. Like, no, why, not at all. Take Apple again as a as an example. Like their keynotes for their product announcements since COVID have been a really well done, very b well done. amazing, and. See, never live, so Which, like, it's not necessary. And that's another thing. One opening it up to
1: anyone who wants to to partake, but. They've marketed this Io more than they ever have. Did you see the flower garden thing that yeah. they did the other? Yeah. Day? That was so yeah. cool. But they're they're doing a lot of like the Google little, marketing with the this, little, which yeah, is the, unusual. But yeah,
0: the, uh, <laughs> there's like a little social media video going around right right now of them like painting Io on the road. Have you yeah. seen this? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. And then like camera zooms out and you see that it says Io and it's like the road the road leads here or something. I don't know.
2: They need to make a big deal about Io. Uh, you know, it's it's always a big thing, but. You know, um, Apple isn't ashamed to make a huge deal about WWDC. Every oh, yeah. Day. Like, Absolutely. they don't just treat it like a developer conference. It's like, hey, there is that, but we're going to use the time that we have all eyes on us to talk about right, other because products. Everything so,
1: that they're doing at I.O., and just the same thing with Apple, affects the end user. And they're, right. they're you know, maybe at some point it was... If a general consumer went in there, they'd be like, I have no idea what's going on. But it's to the point now where there's a... I mean, it started with Android apps on Chrome OS. There's things to get excited about cited about from a general
2: consumer standpoint. So right.
1: they do need to publicize it.
2: And you got two... like The second keynote's always a little bit more in the weeds, the developer keynote that follows the yeah. main keynote. Oh, yeah. The main keynote's like two hours normally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually loaded. You don't have to get into all these sessions if you don't want to, but it's cool that they're there if you would like to dig in. You watch these sessions alongside, and you, you can just kind of schedule it and watch them when you want now. Um, and so, and it's they've they've also made it really easy over at the website to go through and actually sort the stuff you want. So you know, up at the top, you can just go to products, and you can just click Chromebooks or Chrome OS. I can't remember how they got it listed, but you click it, and boom, it you see all the sessions that are available that mm-hmm. affect that. And then there's one for web. Obviously, as a Chromebook fan, you're likely. Uh, you know, if you're actually a fan of Chromebooks like in Chrome OS, if you just have a Chromebook and you like using it and you want to move on <laughs> yeah. probably not going to be interested in some of the stuff it'll be a little bit in the weeds uh, but you know, there's there's some cool stuff about you know uh, different projects and different things that are coming for the web specifically as a platform. Um, those things are always super interesting. Uh, they're
1: doing a, they're doing another one on uh, developing Android apps for Chrome OS, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. that's a recurring theme every year. Yeah, every year they're just like, hey, we're and back that, again. Yeah, and that's good because I mean that has the potential of Google w- washing their hands of it at some point if developers don't start taking notice and hopefully this will be the third year they've done this. Hopefully this will be, you know, it, yeah. the 2021, baby. Yeah. It's the year. It's our year. Yeah. 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 Well, it, and, it's like and some developers are coming along. So Yeah.
0: It's like they're trying to make it as easy as possible, too. <laughs> they like- are. And I think,
2: <clears throat> I'm hoping they delve into this a little bit in the developer sessions, but I'm really hoping that ArcVM, which is what we think is holding up Chrome OS 90 from rolling out hatch devices. If you remember, uh, in beta uh, 90, Hatch devices all had uh, Android 11 with the Arc VM container. So it's a new container that hosts the Android apps in Chrome OS. It's built on a similar, in a similar way to like Crostini and the way that this uh, that parallels is done. And like it's it's this new VM stuff that they've been working yeah. on for a while. Um, and th- those are good things uh, because even if Arc VM doesn't add any benefit immediately, like day one, which it already does, like. I was testing it in uh, beta 90, uh, before I'm thinking about, I would switch this HP over to it, but it's managed. Um, but I was, I was testing beta 90, uh, before, and it had, um, Android 11 on it. And one of the benefits right out of the gate is notifications are scaled properly and the apps are scaled properly. Like it, it knows how to scale them right. And it probably has a lot to do with the container. Like there was something with the Arc plus plus container that they couldn't figure out, like Android apps always wanted to be tiny. And I think most times, I think the Android app didn't know how to deal with the screen pixel density stuff. And,
1: and I wonder if that's the original ARC container, if it wasn't just that container was built with mobile in mind. So it was treating the apps as if they were running on mobile. Right. And I would I would bet, because Chrome OS is used as the host for all of the VM containers, the plug-in VMs, Uh, My bet is Chrome OS is now designed to say, if it's running in a plug-in VM, treat it as whatever its native thing is. Right, whatever it is. So, yeah.
2: And then it will pass everything through. But the the longer-term benefit of this will be, I have zero doubt, just like Crostini has gotten better over time with each update. It's like, okay, we fixed this and we found a way to do this. And now you can, like, remember Crostini first came out? You couldn't even get files back and forth in and out of the container. Oh, yeah. And now it's just like,
0: it's all integrated. Weaved yeah.
2: in, and you got microphone support, and, and Parallels has camera support just fine. You know, like They figure this stuff out with these particular containers because they've got the container in a place now where they can actually use it the way they need it to. Uh, and so they've been working on RVM for a long time, so I think a lot of it's going to be there from the get-go. Clearly, they're having some issues, um, you know, or else 90 would be out, because <laughs> probably when 90 rolls out on Hatch, I would assume it will come with, unless they end up having to just revert and move back it'll come with arc vm and android 11 and so they want to do that they need to do it soon or else they're just going to skip on to 91 i mean we're there we three weeks in now almost Mm -hmm. tuesday will be three weeks in um so yeah i it'll be here Um, and i hope they talk about it a little bit more at io uh because i i really do think that that it's going to be the thing compiled with chromebook adoption that will make developers finally start actually taking notice. And I think of things like this game I wrote about this week that I just saw on Google Trends and thought, Yeah, hey, I'll <laughs> check it out. i never heard of it. Friday Night Funkin'. Yeah. You know, it's a power rap by the rapper kind of sort of thing. You know, press up, down, left, right, you know, Guitar Hero style in tempo, and you're dueling with people. Fun little demo they put on the web. Works. They're doing crowdfunding. Um, they just started a month or two ago. They already got, I don't remember how many millions. Uh, a lot of money. They've they've raised it was one point seven million. Uh their their goal was sixty thousand. Um so they've they've been heavily backed and so now all their milestones need to be reached. They're like, Well, if we're gonna do that, we might as well do this before we launch it. Anyway, they're gonna launch on Android and iOS and I'm really hopeful since they they demoed the thing as a web app using keyboard controls and stuff to get around. Please don't put out an Android app that doesn't consider Chromebooks. Right. You know, please don't put out an Android app that doesn't consider the people that played your game before they funded you all played it on a keyboard and mouse. And so if you make an Android app, I get honestly at this point, you shouldn't think, not think about that for, for iOS either, because if you're building for iOS, you're building for iPad OS, which means a lot of these guys are, you know, dropping these big old honking iPads into keyboards and, and mice. And so, you know, like think about those things as a mobile app developer, like, a lot of times that's honestly all that it is. It's not that the app doesn't run. It's that it doesn't take any advantage of all this hardware sitting around it. And so, you know, and there's little frustrations like PUBG constantly. It doesn't matter what device I use it on. doesn't matter what chipset it is. The, the accelerometer and gyro are always off by 90 degrees. So a left-right tilt gives me an up-down tilt, and an up-down tilt gives me a left-right tilt. And I'm like, it's not like that in any other game. I don't know what difference there is with Chrome OS, but its I don't think it's Chrome OS's fault because every other game that uses a gyro is fine. It's just that game. So there's something where the wires are crossing, and I'm like, think about your audience. Like, think about the millions of people. And I get, a game like PUBG that has 50 million user base doesn't have to. They don't have to think about Chromebook users. And you're like, hey, you probably have an Android or an iOS phone. Go play it on there. You know, get out of my face. But... Other app developers, think about the audience, think about the growth we're seeing in Chromebooks, think about these students that want to play their your game on their Chromebook. Like think about them. Take the time and it's still staggering to me. And I know it's still the case. Where developers are like, Wow, I didn't even know people were running my app mm-hmm. on a Chromebook or wow, I didn't know it would run on a Chromebook. Yeah, the likelihood is it's running on a Chromebook and there's somebody using it on a Chromebook and they're having a bad experience usually. And so I I don't know what else Google can do. I I'm proud of them. For sticking with it. For not Googling it up and just being like, eh, forget just it. Just go Apple on Nobody it. Nobody wants to yeah, do it.
1: Go Apple and be like, Hey, if if you want to be in the Play Store, you have to develop for Chrome OS.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they could. Hey, yeah. you know the is the key to all of this. Yeah. That's it makes it. It, the app app yeah, development will be flexible. It will it'll run on Windows, Linux, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tizen, yeah. Tizen, yeah. Tizen. To- Save the world. So-
0: I don't can't say it. Fusion to the rescue. There you go. It yeah, yeah. will be fusionunbox.com. Fuchsia, man. Fuchsia, I mean. fusion. fusion. He <laughs> has a new OS. That's trademark, <laughs> by the way. You fusion. can't. Yeah. So. I like, yeah. F- oh,
2: Fusion was a thing. But it it, it, ultimately, thing? I, I just, I hope so much that there comes a day where we don't have this discussion anymore. <laughs> you know, like where the majority of yeah. app developers realize what what's in front of them. Like, I just don't understand how you don't know that. I don't know how you don't. How you haven't heard through the grapevine at some point. Hey, there are millions, not a million, millions upon millions of Chrome OS users that are probably going to try to load your app up. Yeah, I don't. And if you're not going to make it, like at least, if it's, hey, this is a terrible experience on a big screen. Yeah. Click the little box in your your Play Store things where it doesn't show up. And And that's how I don't get.
1: Nobody reads spammy emails from Google when they send you just stuff you've signed up for. But as an app developer with an app in the Play Store that you are making millions or even hundreds of dollars on, you can't tell me that at some point you did not cross the information that Google has tools for you to develop this thing for desktop. So when yeah. like people that don't want to, okay, fine, like Robbie said, if you have that Market fifty million user base, whatever. But when it's people who are saying, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, how? How do you not yeah. know like, that?
2: To me, PUBG is so terrible on Chromebooks, it should not be downloadable. When I go to it, it yeah. should say not available. Not available. Yeah. And there was and a that's point, not hard there was a do. point where it was like featured in the Play Store for mm, Chromebooks. Yeah. I'm like, this is not a good fit. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile, at least on low-end ARM chip Chromebooks, runs really well. Plays just fine, and well, except like the Snapdragon was weird. Have
1: we tried PUBG Mobile on an AMD device?
2: No, we'll give it a try. Hmm. We'll do that here in a minute. Maybe um, it's
1: just they hate Intel. It, it, maybe
2: <laughs> again, it could be just like, hey, we don't want to compile for that. Maybe, maybe Arc VM helps that down yeah. the road
1: that they make it because you're getting bare metal performance but right. all of the bits and pieces of android
2: so so far when i tested arc vm with PUBG, zero difference but you know eventually there there, there could be paths for google to keep taking steps to say it hey, isn't we don't even care if you have made your app for this it's going to run really well so all we need you to do is just add keyboard support you know and like i know i get like i totally get PUBG not wanting to do that pubg mobile we don't want to add keyboard and trackpad support and and mouse support because these are mobile players we want mobile people playing mobile. cool that's fine just fix the gyroscope and let me play it like a big tablet you know that that's it you know and, and let the gpu do its thing so the graphics don't look like an absolute blob you know like that's that's the basics and and i get they don't have to do that but if you're not going to do it there should be some sort of penalization like google needs to have a way to go through and just scan the play store and if if your app is compatible there needs to be a compatibility set of tests if it's fully compatible with a chromebook all the pieces work check yes then you can make it available keyboard or mouse is up to you i mean you can't force that like you can't force that in pubg but is it compatible because pubg is not it's not leveraging gpu on intel devices it the gyroscope doesn't work you know there's multiple things that are problematic have you
1: tried the the cx5 did you install it? I did. Same. I did. Same. Man, yeah. That's crazy.
2: You know, and I'm like, that thing has all the power in the world. And it's, it runs it better than other Intel devices, but you can clearly tell it's not taking advantage of all the processor power. So it's like, okay, run a, pro, a, a suite of things that tests it, you know, or, or start at the top, most popular apps and start working your way down, you know, and, and, and as you do it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't run well, then they get pinged or they have, you know, 30 or 60 days, all you have to do is take it out of the Play Store for Chromebook users. Don't let it stay in there. If it's not working, don't let it be in there, you know, and, and there needs to be some sort of penalty for it. If if you have a an app that's sitting in the Play Store, this works great on a Chromebook and it works mm-hmm. terrible on a Chromebook, there sh- needs to be some sort of penalty. And like, yeah. there's no reason Google shouldn't have the ability or desire to do that if they want to see Android apps on Chromebook's Solidifying something good instead of just something that's kind of sort of working right. like it has been for
0: five years. Let's uh, <laughs> let's introduce this thing on Chromebooks and then just kind of let it. And they, but they can't force it. Like they don't. They're they're not Apple. They don't have any way to. They could. To, 100%. I mean, one hundred percent. They could. They could, yeah. they just, they could do what Gabe. Going,
2: yeah. They're not going to. They're but not they going could to. do what Gabe said. No, like you either make it compatible with Chromebooks or move on. And, and don't I don't think it. they should. They, they won't do that. I, I don't but.
1: think they should do that. I think that's a little that's a little brutish, but
2: I mean, but it's if you're not going to take it out of the Play Store. Right. There's a very simple way to do that. There's plenty of apps. If I go look for Call of Duty Mobile on my mm-hmm. Intel Chromebook in front of me, it won't even show up. Exactly. And if yeah, I do absolutely. manage to find the link exactly to it, the deep link that takes me to it, not compatible with your device. Fine, no problem. So, you, yeah, because you it's don't not just
1: Chrome it, OS, it's device specific too. Because I've tried to install certain applications on a device and it would just install on one Chromebook, but then it wouldn't install on the Chromebox right, right. or it wouldn't install on this. So, you it, it's not hard, they're just not doing it for some reason. Yeah,
2: yep, yeah, that's it's it's frustrating. And I'm hoping again, mm-hmm. stuff like Google IO fixes or helps, Arc VM helps, and then huge. Chromebook growth yeah. helps, like those yeah. things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that here in a second. Are are there other uh, are there other sessions at I/O that you all are particularly excited about, or is there? Are are there ones that, OS. Are, that, that are top of the list? I'm excited about some of the Wear OS. Yeah, There's not cr-
1: nothing nothing does, but yes, I, I I I so hope Google doesn't give up on Wear OS. Been, but I also hope that they don't stay where they're at with it. You you and you and I have been
0: we've been on the Wear OS train mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. Or as they're just going to call it now, Wear Wear <laughs> the Wear <Train>. Wear. <laughs> it's so weird. The W the W. Uh, it's uh <laughs> yeah it's <clears> there's there's still a lot of work to be done mm-hmm. and um, and yeah hopefully hopefully this Fitbit acquisition and and talks of a uh, of a watch a uh, Google, Google Silicon watch. watch yeah You're could <laughs> could maybe be the, the next phase of, of Wear OS yeah uh, so yeah I'm I'm excited about that but any other Chromebook ones we normally put out like a little teaser thing before the event when we go through and kind of line out some of the sessions
1: yeah we will we'll do a what to expect because there's, there's rumors of some Nest we don't know if it's going to be hardware or features or whatever and we, we were talking about that last night I don't know what they would put out from a hardware perspective at I.O in the nest line but somebody mentioned the cameras but I thought like nest all the whole nest monitoring all that stuff that's all handled by ADT now right well i think so so it, so are they it gonna, got
0: confusing cuz it was yeah. like the 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 hardware, uh, so Nest Aware yeah. service behind that hardware, I think, went away, but the, all the hardware is still available. Yeah, but it's somebody was
1: saying that the Nest Cams are all out of stock everywhere, so maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they doing that, yeah. No offense, that would be really boring a if new, they announced a, new, a Nest Cam. A new doorbell <laughs> cool. or something. Yeah, yeah. great, but um, yeah. they need
2: to do the wise model. They need to just yeah. have a, a yep. waterproof little Simple. camera that you can mount outside, inside, wherever you want. It's affordable, works I, with Google Assistant out of the box. Like, that's I, that's the model. That's I what love you it. need to go for.
0: I love it. I've got them. Uh, the, the new ones just came out, and I grabbed a couple and put them up at the house, and uh, I've been really impressed with those. I, like It's it's integrated. Like, I can I can ask the assistant to pull up the feeds on the TV. Um that's cool. I wish it would integrate a little bit more deeply. Like when you click into them in the home app, like it says, have to go to the app to, to view it and everything. Oh yeah. So it's not like truly integrated, but it's pretty dang close. I mean, I can still you know uh, monitor some stuff. So, so uh, when you do it on your television, is it? Is it casting the feed to? I don't know. I guess it's. Did casting. you have to set it up with the if this then that, or was it all? No, it's just, you oh. add you add the product in uh, home after you set it up. Okay, yeah, then yeah, it's then streaming it's it to you. Yeah, casting it. Yeah. So it's casting. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, so that works and it works well. And how much were they? Uh, I got a two pack with a year subscription of their service for I think thirty nine bucks. What's What's the service get you? Um like uh, you can go in and add certain people. Um, you get like extended uh, recordings and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I haven't actually set it up yet because gotcha. I haven't like permanently mounted mine yet. I just kind of put them up in the windows to test them out. Cause I think so, even without a subscription you get what, like seven day. Mon- oh yeah. yeah. Like uh, without, yeah. without, uh, I'm using them without the subscription. Now you get live, obviously all the live yeah, monitoring yeah. and everything. But then if you put the SD card in, I think you get, Something I don't know how many days you get. I haven't put the SD cards in them. I need huh. to do that and test that out. But yeah, like why don't they just? So why we need to go
2: rob Joe's house soon.
0: Yeah, hmm. <laughs> it, heard. I I need to yeah I I need to actually get them mounted. But you know you have to run electric. To, to power them. So yeah. um, if I, if I mount them where I think I'm going to mount them, I was kind of waiting to see if the doorbell came out, which they just released the new doorbell. Um, so I thought about putting the doorbell up front <coughs> and that'll kind of take care of the whole front of the house. wise or are you talking about Wise. Oh okay. yeah. Wise came out with the new doorbell. Um, and so, so um, how
2: do you use, how do you have
1: them set up now or, or literally
0: just in the front window and just, and, and a lot of people do this. Just plug
1: in or do you hardwire them?
0: I, d- I just plugged it into the wall. Nice. Um, and, the then, uh, and then, and then, um Yeah, and then uh, uh, they make now a little suction cup thing to put them on the window so you don't get any of the reflections or glares. Uh, Because like right now, right now the back one will get triggered every now and then. I have the back one like pointing right out the back window. Right yeah, on, Joe right was at the, the office
1: one day and it was storming and like a lightning bolt yeah. triggered it. Yeah,
0: but like sometimes if I flip the light on and off, it'll trigger because yeah. there's just a little kind of, you know, thing on the side. But they make like a little suction cup thing that you can put them on your window because they were like a lot of people like this and, you know, in, in cities and stuff. We I have, think have a fox that's
1: it. been visiting our backyard. I oh, just want to get one just so awesome. I can film him. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But uh, no, I've been super impressed with them, and uh, yeah, I would I would love for Google to do some more affordable. Um, yeah, and that's another home thing. Home The Nest stuff.
1: line of products, as far as the security stuff, it was not cost effective when you can look when you look at what you can get like a bundle package from ADT for. Mm-hmm. They need to do do affordable yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So we'll put out a what to kind of going back to I O. We'll put out a what to expect uh, as we you know. I don't know. Maybe some stuff will leak as we get a little closer. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, if, we're getting pretty close. If they're, yeah, announcing, if they, if uh, yeah. they're announcing some big hardware and it hasn't leaked. Uh, good Good on shocked. them. Yeah. So we'll That's see. Very un Google. Yeah. And like we talked about last night in the live stream, like Sundar saying significant hardware to them, you know, a, a the new earbuds is significant, right? I mean, right. it's a new product, a new it's a new phone. You know, a new phone like those are significant, quote unquote significant yeah. to them. So,
2: especially when when you're talking to investors, exactly, they don't follow. They want stuff. flagship they're, devices. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they're yeah. not into the weeds of all this stuff. They want to know what's yeah. what are you going to make commercials about? What are people yeah. going to go buy? Like, yeah. and so yeah, what a new phone and be? a new set of <laughs> earbuds. Are could significant. Be significant, yeah,
1: exactly. and and no, no, no guarantees. But I mean, if they did announce the next generation, or at least mention the next generation of Chrome OS tablets, aka Coach Z, something like that, that that, that could be, be too. just because of the partnership with Qualcomm and how they've been working on this yeah. for as long as they have. That they might mention that, but they might not. So yeah, they didn't say specific. So which did what did they have? They had the did they have the Pro on stage one year at I O the Samsung Pro. Yeah. They had like a flagship Chromebook for something. I want to say it was I the I want to say man. it was the Pro. That was like... I have to go back and look. Yeah,
0: I'm trying
2: oh. to remember now.
1: Because it was announced uh, in 27. 20, uh, January
0: 2017. So IO of that year, maybe they had it on stage or something. I don't, I don't remember. Um yeah so we'll know more soon uh it's yeah week and a half away so we'll uh we'll obviously keep you all updated so let's let's go back to that one thing uh that you mentioned robbie real quick um this will be our last thing here so uh chromebook sales uh you wrote this article i thought it was fascinating especially the number <laughs>
2: yeah your year 275 percent um biggest gains um were with hp by far um kind of staggering so hey, you know you got to put that in perspective um you know as, as i was alluding to with you know like oh i want android developers to do this and hopefully people take note and, da, 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 and all that stuff you know q1 2020 versus q1 2021 massive growth i mean massive shipping let me pull these numbers real quick because like actually saying the numbers out loud is, is oh, pretty it's pretty cool it's crazy um yeah. let me get these
0: pulled up and so but, yeah. who 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 reported these numbers uh Catalyst. okay yeah. So legit data. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. This isn't just some random website or some somebody making speculations. So, so get this. Uh, let's see here.
2: <clears throat> Q1 2020 shipments total. Uh, when we talk about everybody uh, here with Chromebooks, Q1 2020. Um, where'd you go? Total. Is this I including edu? Yeah, this is Chromebook mm-hmm. shipments, Chromebooks mm-hmm. that have shipped out the door. So that's, that's good. That I means sales, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 3,198, and these are in uh, in thousands. So that would be 3.198 million mm-hmm. uh, Q1 2020 Chromebook shipments. Q1 2021 Chromebook shipments, 11,979 thousands. So 11 million, 11.9, almost 12 million Chromebooks shipped in Q1. 12 million. That's 4x growth. Yeah. So I don't know where they got the 250 per or 275%. How, how would that be figured? Am I am I not mathing well here? Hold on. Let me do three. Because when you no, do percentage of growth, it's different. It is yeah. different. Because um, 100% growth doubles.
0: You, you take the. Yeah. Well, whatever. They whatever.
2: do. They do. You get it. 3 million shipped last year this time. eleven, Almost 12 million shipped. Yeah. This year, pretty crazy. Um, that's pretty nuts. And now listen to the difference in HP Q1 2020 shipments: five hundred ninety-five thousand for HP Q1 2021 shipments: four point three six four million.
0: Holy crap! <laughs> six hundred thirty-three
2: point seven percent annual growth year over year for HP. Lenovo saw really nice growth too. So they went from seven hundred sixty thousand to three point one million. Uh, thanks duet and flex 5 um, Acer went from 514 thousand to 1.4 million um, Samsung Samsung's numbers aren't nearly as impressive so get this q1 2020 Samsung shipped 51,000 Chromebooks that is paltry compared to what everybody else was doing I mean at 10 percent compared to what everybody else was doing but they jumped all the way up to 1.2 million
1: wow. so they're actually responsible for a lot of the percentage growth because their personal percentage growth is 22,000 thousand because samsung's always been narrow 2, in the chromebook oh was it 2, yeah 2200 yeah, yeah, 2, still 2233 percent percent growth. Their, their, <laughs> the, yeah their chromebook space has always been relatively narrow and their first flagships that they came out with were kind of uh i don't want to say developmental but they were they were the pro and the plus were came out when flagships were kind of emerging Yeah,
2: people weren't quite sure about Com- it
1: consumer flagships and and, and <laughs> they hit on a lot of things they miss on some things but then you had the Galaxy Chromebook and they put all the Samsung hype behind that and right. now I guarantee you people are buying the Chromebook too regardless of what shortcomings it may have because it's a Samsung Galaxy and Chromebook and people
2: are buying the 4 and 4 plus yep. because yep. the Galaxy Chromebook got so much hype yep. they're like because, I'm not paying for that but there's this one over here that's yeah, only 200 and 200. now hmm. people know
1: that they have and if you go to Samsung's website Right, right now, they have the Galaxy, the Galaxy 2. They have two or three versions of the Plus. Yep. They they don't sell the Pro anymore, but they still have some Pluses on there. They have the 4, the 4 Plus, and you can still buy a Samsung Chromebook 3. And we mm-hmm. expect another Chromebook budget one yeah. from them any any time now. Yep. So.
2: so, yeah, when you look at those numbers, it's really, really impressive to see some of these companies like Samsung really... I mean just having just huge growth numbers even though their numbers are still a, a quarter of what like HP's moving which I wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected HP to be that far in the Wait, way. Well,
0: that is crazy
1: I think it's probably a lot of enterprise channels but they have a lot they they're putting out just r- different little variants of each oh, Chromebook yeah. at every Think turn. How many HP
2: Chromebook 14s there are in Yes the wild. and if you go yeah. to
1: their website and look the some of them you're just like i don't even know what this thing is like yeah. it's just a different version of this but agreed dell i can't believe dell grew as much as they did because they haven't it has de- to
2: be all enterprise
1: they've refreshed the a couple of the little rugged devices but they haven't released a like a flagship device since the
2: not consumer they, dell, or the 4100 it's 14
1: oh yeah oh consumer yeah the it's been three years uh, Which is such a shame because that device
2: could have been really good if it was close. Just since we done a couple things. See, so yeah, Dell only went from half a million in Q1 2020 to 1 million in 2021. So, yeah, not, I mean, still growth, you know, I mean, still 100% growth. Uh, but all of those numbers to say, like, you have to put that in perspective a little bit. So, this is we're looking at Q1 2020. This is pre pandemic. Uh, so, Chromebook explosion happened. Late March March, into April, Um, April, May, when people were just going bonkers. You couldn't find Chromebooks, like all that kind of stuff. So the numbers are going to be super weird because like when we start, because I think it's going to go the other way. When we look at, we get to this point in Q, we're sitting in Q3, we're looking at Q2 metrics. You're not going to see that kind of growth. You might see a 50% growth or something, you know, versus because you're going to be now comparing – what people are buying now that we're a little more level-headed about all this stuff versus when people are going absolute ape over Chromebooks in the second quarter of last year. So it, the numbers are a little weird, but it's kind of cool to see that in Q1, you know, like it feel like this is our last quarter of this year that we're going to be able to compare to last year and it mm-hmm. makes sense because yeah. everything's just going to be real weird. Um, so before pandemic struck, you know, and, and I get we're still technically in the pandemic mode. I just don't feel like people in Q1 were buying Chromebooks with like the craziness that they were, yeah. uh, in Q2 and three of last year in, in like really peak pandemic time crisis, here in the U S like, yeah, ah,
0: I gotta do this. Oh my gosh. i want to work from home. What it's like, I, like people what found their, s-
2: they, they found their stuff and they're yeah. just kind of doing their thing now. And so, what, to me, what this feels like, and this is just me, Joe Schmo, looking at data and going, "Huh, you know, based on the, you know, we, we run a business that's focused on Chromebooks. We, we talk, think, read about Chromebooks all the time. When I'm looking at this data, I'm so impressed with this kind of growth in Q1. Um, to be able to see this kind of movement year over year, uh, because I feel like, again, we're, we're a little bit outside the crazy pandemic stuff, and this Q1 was all that stuff. So it's like clean data. And you look at year over year and have that kind of growth in your segment and you are doing really, really well. So I, I'm I'm happy with, with where things are. Yeah. Um and I think stuff like this is just helps add on to everything we've been talking about. Of like yeah. take notice. Like yeah. twelve million Chromebooks shipped in the first quarter of this year. Twelve million. Yeah. Um people yeah. are buying Chromebooks. There are people in front of screens and they're running Chrome OS.
0: Take notice. Make your app work for it. Yeah. Build cool web stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean how how many we, we haven't still haven't really like gone in coffee shops and that sort of stuff, but we did take a little trip down to uh to uh, a coffee shop that we really like. Shout out to Harden Coffee in Campbellsville, Kentucky. Um went down there small and, town. Yeah, small town and you know, they have a they have a university there, so there are definitely some students. Um but how many Chromebooks did we see in there? Four? Yeah, multiple. The one dude up front was yeah. rocking that R11. Yeah. And then there was the other one ones. The and then yep. or the, the table that was sitting next to us, They one of them pulled out a Chromebook. So I think there was like four or five. Whereas even it's a year like ago, two years, two years ago, ago, you wouldn't have even seen Yeah, because I remember the, the only ones with Chromebooks yeah, in when, there.
1: When we were working, same building, different office, I remember going down to the coffee shop here, right around the corner, a few, just maybe 3 years ago and getting completely jacked just because I saw so one chromebook like two chromebooks in one week I, yeah. we were in Louisville one time we stopped at a Starbucks we were on our my wife and I were on our way home and somebody had a chromebook and I was like oh my gosh somebody's using a chromebook yeah. and now it's just like everywhere it's not, I don't want to say it's boring, but you kind of expect to see people with Chromebooks, especially yeah. with so many people remote working and so many kids doing remote learning last year. It's like,
0: yeah, they probably got a Chromebook. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the cool thing for us is, obviously, there's hardware that we are still covering. There's a ton of hardware coming this this year, <clears throat> and, and like we talked about with the CX-5, just awesome improvements in in, in processors and... And and manufacturers making a, a nice lineup of, of devices like Asus has done. And so you've got all that happening. But at the same time, you have all these new users who are out there. And, and, and granted, I know the, the average person who is uh, you know buying a Chromebook, they, they just buy it and use it. They're, they're not geeking out and listening to this podcast or, or right, they're, right. they're maybe not reading every single one of our articles. But we might write, you might see some more content from us. And we've already started doing this a little bit some some more beginner kind of general Chromebook stuff that we've started writing about. And, um, you know, Michael's been a big help with that with with his support background and having worked in, in answering people's questions and helping people for so long, uh, he's been able to tap into some of that. And so you're going to see more of that from us, you know, more uh, trying to kind of, you know, we're still going to get in the weeds. We're still going to write all those articles too. Oh, yeah. but, but we're also going to try to help those new users. Yeah,
2: you have to realize too, like for every <clears throat> for every family unit per se, and I'm not just talking about one family in a house, but like your uncles, aunts, you know, grandparents, or whatever. They've heard somewhere, you know, just get a Chromebook, and and so instead of them going and buying one, they're going to ask whoever the techie person is in their family. Exactly, I'm yeah. that guy, and yeah. and both my in-law side of the family and my family. Like, I'm, I'm just the guy that gets asked that all the time. And so, my brother
0: called me literally two nights ago. <laughs> yeah, and
2: it's like, hey, dude, I don't want to research this. You know it. You probably already have asked the questions. What do I need to do to, you know, get a good Chromebook? That's the person also that we're very uh, interested in, in making sure yeah. that we have all the information Informed. for them. Because yeah. they're going to spend the time. They're going to read. They're going to know yeah. all the stuff. And so then they go and tell their, you know, aunt or or uncle or grandmother or whatever that would never have done this research on their own. They're just going to say, hey, go do this. Oh, and by the way you can go to Chrome Unboxed and there's all these helpful little hints, really quick things that if, yeah. you know, you can just kind of learn how to use your Chromebook. And so we could serve both
0: sides of this thing. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's fully what we plan on and intend on doing. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we our, our goal, our mission is always just to provide helpful and useful information for people that are interested in Chromebooks. So it could be the super techie person. It could be, you know, someone who just wants to figure out how to pan an app to their shelf. You know I mean? It right. could be something that simple. So, um, awesome uh awesome data there though uh, i thought that was a really cool article and and digging into some of those numbers really really wowed me um yeah we we knew it was going very be, encouraging yeah we knew it was going to be something like that but those numbers specifically like w- especially when you dug in and was looking at as i was reading through those the the manufacturer numbers it's like yeah. oh my gosh yeah it's wild it's crazy so, so
2: we start seeing too why manufacturers are still continuing to invest in this mm-hmm, ecosystem and mm-hmm. like we were used to it. Felt like it was a side thing that they were yeah. almost like, eh, whatever. You know, we have yeah. some
0: Windows stuff. Let's grab some of those parts and make a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and guess. that's the
2: thing. They they saw the
1: value in selling mass devices to education and stuff, but it never felt like they were really investing in the development yeah. of new products it's just like hey there's a need let's do whatever we have to do to fill right. it and now it's it the most like generic on, thing we can make to Yeah sell they're on the of. front of it now saying all right what's the next thing that we can make that's going to be the, the next good chromebook that people are going to want to buy because they, they they've seen the the consumer value the market value
0: in yeah. that so and we and we've talked about this a ton on this podcast about you know that the 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 entry right entry into the market like somebody might have bought a cheap Chromebook you know because back back in the day it was, it was all affordable cheap Chromebook everybody thought just Chromebooks were cheap you know but right. it's like cool they're in that ecosystem for a couple of years now and now they're like I really like this oh mm-hmm. and now I can go buy I buy something you know, that looks C better feels or, better has a great
1: screen and yeah it's faster. That, the guy yeah. at the coffee shop the other day he was uh, we walked we went and then we left, and we went and got lunch, and then we came back to the coffee shop. We walked in. He's sitting right up front in the front window. I was like, man, that looks like an, an Acer. And sure enough, it was an Acer R11, which my mother-in-law has my old one, and those are
2: my brother's five, one. six years old. Several yeah, years Yeah, it's like older. a 30, 50. So, I mean, like 30, they're, they're
1: probably it. getting close to end of life, and I would imagine if you tried to do anything major on them, they'd struggle pretty bad. As far as just a web browser doing some documents, yeah. they're probably fine, but... I would guarantee you, if that guy has had that for any amount of time, when it finally lays down, yeah. he's going to go and he's going to go to Best Buy and he's going to be like, "Hey, what, what's what's the newer 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 convertible Chromebook you got? Yeah. I want to yep. look at a Chromebook because yeah. it's what yeah. I'm used to. Yeah. It's the same reason people buy Apple devices; it's yep. the ecosystem that they become accustomed to and they know how to work in. Yep. So,
2: yeah." Yep. Good news for us. We love it. <laughs> yeah, and and good on Google for yeah. sticking through it. Like there were yeah. obviously tough years, and they they stuck to mm-hmm. it. Probably mostly because of Sundar. Yeah, likely. Yeah, um, yeah and
0: we've we've said, and I'll say it again. Uh, if we ever get the opportunity to interview to Sundar or Hiroshi, and ask them, like, like how, how close, how cl- like be on- be re- be honest with us. Don't give us some don't give us some uh, canned corporate response. Like I want to really know. Cause I, I bet you it was close, man. Yeah, I'm it sure it almost hit the
2: cutting block. Yeah. Google likes to do that. So Thanks. the fact that it didn't, they Thanks. hung in, and, and now they're starting to see the fruits of that. And yep. they need to learn from that. They need to learn, like, yeah. you can't just penetrate a new market segment
0: and it happened in a year. It it's, all, it's it's going to work. You like well, you don't know. It's you the whole. It, it's know. the whole startup mentality. I mean, <clears> they, they've they've had that that kind of startup mentality with the, with so many different products. Where it's let's just throw everything at the wall. Let's get something that's like ninety percent ready. Let's throw it out there. Let's get some feedback from people. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Or we're moving on. Yep. Right. But they've matured so much in the last you know ten years, five years, that. Uh, has to be a little bit more deliberate now, I think. Yeah, and and you're seeing that now with Chrome OS, and we've talked about this a bunch of just the refinement of the OS now. Yeah, um, and so yeah, we're excited about it, obviously, and uh, hope that hope that you guys are too. So, I think that's it for today, folks. We appreciate you all tuning in. Make sure to go enter to win our on the run 200k giveaway uh we're going to be hitting our first milestone hopefully i don't know maybe by the time you're listening to this so yeah. stay tuned on social media we'll probably do the, the 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 giveaway announcement on just uh on our social media channels so go check us out over there and uh we appreciate you all listening and we'll catch you next week see ya.